Welcome to Bad Actions. My name is Thomas Mack, and welcome to the week of the bitch slap, or the man-on-man uh, -man bitch slap, anyways. Um, on the Oscar at the Oscars on Sunday night, something happened that was interesting, which is a straight male uh, is a very unique and interesting sentiment. Will Smith made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith's uh, lack of hair, and uh, called her GI Jane. Um, or talked about the upcoming G.A. Jane 2 uh, sequel that she's going to be working on because she has no hair. Really a, a very old, and he, he, he dug that joke out of the cellar. You know, <laughs> that's a joke from 1994. You know, 1998 wants its women with no hair jokes back, Chris Rock. And and anyways, I've heard that joke about 20 times, but it was you know, about 20 years ago, I think I heard that joke about 20 times. Anyways, uh, so Will Smith gets up and bitch slaps him and uh, in front of everybody on TV. So, uh, you know, uh, everyone uh, is, uh, everyone but straight white men are a Twitter about it on, on uh, social media. Straight white men uh, are like, what happened? It was at the Oscars. Uh, who watches the Oscars? Because, you know, I certainly don't. Anyways, gay men and women watch, and and uh, actually less and less of them. There, there's been a lot of uh, reporting on how viewership of the Oscars is way down. Uh, just you know, maybe uh, just a mere fraction of what it used to be. I think that's true for a lot of these big communal TV things that used to dominate our lives. Uh, with streaming now, all these people that never really were all that into the Oscars just don't have to watch it anymore because there's other things on TV uh, on, on Sunday night during Oscars that they can watch. I mean, another reason white men aren't, aren't very that interested in getting bit slapped by, by someone on TV is because, you know, we had white men childhood and bitch slapping is a big part of childhood. Uh, you know, anytime a jerk at school decided that you were too mouthy or something like that, uh, you get bitch slapped. And there was never any punishment for these people, uh, just sort of, you know, like with Will Smith, you know. I remember the teachers used to say, have this saying in the 70s and the 80s where they'd say, uh, you know, we got to let these kids work things out and, and, and learn how to deal with one another, which is kind of crazy because as an adult, I can tell you, I get bitch slapped never. It never happens. I've, I've been punched literally never as an adult. And if I had, if I do get punched, I think I'm calling the cops because that's assault. <laughs> So, uh, but anyways, you know, so uh, Will Smith has uh, said sorry, apparently, to Chris Rock and anyone who will listen to him. It's interesting, though, because he is apparently the only black man in America who seems immune from getting arrested or police harassment. I mean, he must never get pulled over. I mean, the, the traffic cops must be like, oh, here, there goes a black man. Let's go. Oh, no, it's Will Smith. It's Will Smith. That's fine. Just let him go. I mean, Obama used to get ripped by, actually by black people, that he wasn't black enough. You know, they didn't think he was black enough because, you know, his parents, neither of his parents were ever slaves. And none of his, his parentage, I'd say, is he had a white mother and an immigrant dad from Kenya. And uh, so, you know, he wasn't from that, that gene pool of uh, American black people who, who uh, were slaves, uh, who uh, have grandparents and great-grandparents and who were potentially slaves, and also because he talked like a white dude, uh, <laughs> which is which is true. He you know he had that deep deep voice, but uh, you know it, when he spoke, you know it was definitely you could tell he was black, but it, would, it wasn't Southside Chicago black. Um, so he, they always ripped him. Oh, he's not really a black guy. Not really a black guy. You know. Anyways, he's a black guy because I'm sure I, th I think Obama probably gets pulled over by cops, but not Will Smith. I mean, because he goes. 
apparently, as the story goes, the Academy has been telling people that uh, after Will Smith uh, bitch slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars, they approached him and said, uh, the security guards approached him and said, sir, uh, I think it's time to leave. And he said no. And so they left him. Like, they were like, oh, okay, yeah. So, I mean, so, I mean, I don't think you can say Will Smith is like a, a black guy. You know, I mean, like if he, that's like a white guy type of treatment there. Like, where, I mean, that's he, he seems pretty white to me right now. Other black people, when they slap somebody like that, uh, I mean, it's about, about the time that Will Smith is receiving an Academy Award for his performance in King Richard and getting a standing ovation for it. Uh, you know, that, that black guy is getting raped in a holding cell at police lockup um, and, and probably also getting beaten by cops so you know anyways king richards is kind of an interesting and ironic uh, uh movie that he uh was receiving an award for because it's about the williams sisters and uh conversely will smith who's i i will say he's no longer a black man or he never was maybe he maybe has some sort of magic uh, uh white black guy thing going on where like he people just <laughs> they're like oh he's not really black you know we're not gonna arrest him but um williams sisters are black i mean Look at look at these two. I mean, there there have never been bigger athletes in their sport than the the Williams sisters, especially Sabrina Williams. Um, but you know, the two of them who were basically for over ten years tag teamed uh, women's tennis and dominated it to a degree that really nobody else could get for any exposure whatsoever. I mean, you could call Sabrina Williams the Wayne Gretzky of tennis, but only if Wayne Gretzky were a fucking lot better at hockey than he actually is because Sabrina Williams blows Wayne Gretzky and Wayne Gretzky is the Sabrina Williams of hockey is what is more appropriate because there's, you know, in any sport, you know, from NASCAR to boxing, there's never been an athlete as dominant in her perspective sport as Sabrina Williams. And you've never thought about this really. Uh, I, I, I'm telling you this because I'm, I assume that most of my listeners are white and you never really thought this because Sabrina Williams is black. <laughs> so you don't really care that much. She's not like Will Smith. She does not get the accolades. She's got, she's in TV sh- commercials. That's nice. You know, I, I can tell you, I've, I don't know. Think of her, her voice. I, I mean, like she's never in interviews. Like after, if you're a tennis fan and you you watch after the tennis match and listen to her interview. You've heard her talk. I never have because, you know, I'll watch her play. I'll be like, damn, she just fucked that lady up, man. <laughs> she, she is a fucking badass on a goddamn tennis court. But, uh, yeah, and then I changed the channel. I don't want to listen to what her, she has to say after tennis. She plays tennis. I don't want to hear her talk, you know. Uh, a lot of people like that. <laughs> I'm not a, like a sports desk type person where they where, I want to listen to the uh, PR talking points that a sports organization has given an athlete to spew out during, after after a football game or something like that. That's just stupid. I don't watch that. If if a guy plays football, you know, like Tom Brady, I don't care what he has to say. I want to see how he plays football. Sabrina Williams, all I want to see is how she plays tennis because that's what they do. You know, if I if I wanted to. Um, listen to someone talk, I'll listen to a professional orator or um, a writer or something like that, someone who does words. But, uh, you know, Tom Brady, half the time when he's talking, he's not even saying his own words. I mean, this guy is a careful motherfucker. He, he you know, she, he knows that, like, you just hold the company line, everybody's fine, you know, except for that one time we made that joke about Trump in the 2020 election, which was hilarious. 
I have to say, uh, I, you know, I felt a little like uh, weird about Tom Brady because, you know, he, uh, well, Jesus Christ, he's so fucking good looking from what the women tell me and, uh, and, uh, so talented and just like so clean. He just like, looks clean, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, he, he's been known to play a game of golf with Donald Trump, which pretty much everybody does. I think everybody, everybody who's affluent at one point or another will play golf with Donald Trump because that's really what Donald Trump, he's just a man of leisure. Um, he just fucks around in golf courses most of the time. But um, Brady was invited to the White House after winning the election for the tank Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, two years ago. And he went there and he said that, he made the joke uh, that, uh, most people say he didn't. About forty percent of the country doesn't think he won the election or won the won the football game. It's pretty funny. Uh, pretty funny after, during the point of time when Trump was contesting the twenty twenty election. I mean, you got to hand it to Brady. That's a pretty good joke. I mean, he's a football player, but that's a decent decent line. Um, so uh, so kudos to him. But anyways, the Will, the Williams sisters, you know, completely dominant. And uh, you know, I, I would have to say if Sabrina Williams goes up and smacks Chris Rock at a tennis award uh, uh, or something like that, she's going to prison. She, uh, she's a she's black lady. She's going to prison. Uh, there's no fucking way that they're going to let him, let her sit there and then get a standing ovation about 20 minutes later. Uh, it's going to be a pretty good sentence as well because Serena Williams is black. Uh, Will Smith, uh, no longer a black person, I think. I think we can all say that. Well, he's got to turn his, in his uh, black card because there's never been a black person in the history of the United States that's gotten treated, treatment by security guards or police as favorably as Will Smith at this point. Um, and, and, that, and, that's, and that's just my observation. A lot of people are making other, uh, you know, uh, people come and jumped into, uh, jumped up to uh, support Jada Pinkett Smith because, oh, the joke about her hair is, is maybe racist or something like that. Of course, Russ Rock, Rock is racist. But, you know, black people can be racist against black people. We, we do know that. But, uh, you know, I, come on. I mean, it, it, you know, she could have worn a turban or you know, black women wear wigs all the fucking time. And they look great. I mean, <laughs> black woman in the, in the wig is awesome. So you know, she makes her makes her own choices to go out with a bald head. And uh, you know, honestly, uh, that should be like a litmus litmus test for um, for hotness for women. I mean, like if you can go to an awards ceremony in a gown and a bald head and look that hot, I mean, it's like uh, you know. Uh, Sinead O'Connor, uh, uh, Demi Moore. There's there's a short list of, of women who are hot enough to pull off a bald head, uh, and and Jada Pinkett Smith is there. So uh, celebrate that, and, and 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 you know, give me a give me a freaking break. Like oh, a, a two second bad twenty year old joke uh, by Will Smith in an awards ceremony. A lot of African Americans uh, have been uh, up in arms about the slap. Um, uh, Wanda Sykes said it was disgusting. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, had a lot to say about it. Actually, you know, I did say that I don't like to listen to athletes speak, and there's two exceptions to that rule, and they're both basketball players, strangely. It's uh, Charles Barkley and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Whenever they say anything, I listen because Charles Barkley is freaking hilarious and actually pretty smart. I mean, I totally agree with him when he says, when he said years ago and he got attacked for it i'm not you know i'm not a role model he's a basketball player he's right he plays basketball he's not a role model that's not his his job and uh 
And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I mean, I wish I said things as smartly as, as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. If he's talking, he's saying, he's just like imparting wisdom, basically. I mean, this guy is always on point. He doesn't talk that much anymore uh, because he hasn't played basketball. And I don't know. I mean, I think I was a kid when he was playing. But anyways, um, and he said like a, this slap was was an insult to women because, uh, you know, Will Smith is treating his wife like property is for men, for, for, you know, being violent, man against men violence is for black people because it just perpetuates this, uh, this, I mean, racists are going to be talking about this slap for decades until they die. This generation of racists, whenever you talk to them about black people, they're going to bring up this slap. It's because it's the most famous slap. It's the slap that was heard around the world. And for every racist, they are delighted that they have a new talking point uh, and a new icon of of black inferiority. And that's Will Smith. They're going to use this. They're going to wear this out. Will Smith, thank you very much, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has said, for just basically giving uh, a bunch of racist rednecks uh, ammunition for the next 50 years. And, and that is... 100% true. Um, that's probably the biggest thing that'll come out of this. I would say that there's one additional category of victim here, and that is white men, because now we have to talk about the Oscars again. And I don't want to talk about the fucking Oscars. I don't care about the Oscars. I'm white man. I'm straight. Oscars mean nothing to me. So, but anyway, so the, I'm just throwing that in there because Kareem, he did not, uh, did not realize that there was a fourth victim in this category, and it's white men. White, straight men, I should say. Obviously, uh, the one bit of good news is that uh, COVID rates have been declining, um, but we also expect that uh, they'll be bouncing back up again soon. Uh, in the news this week was the announcement that there's a new strain. Uh, apparently, Delta and Omicron got together and they made Deltacron, which sounds like a, a bad monster movie. But uh, so, so maybe we'll all be home in our basements again soon. Uh, hiding from that but uh so uh but anyways bad actions is about the news it's uh it's about the truth about telling the truth uh i think the truth is uh often hard to hear so uh that's why i i named the podcast bad actions so uh this week also you know the republicans have been really uh skinny about having a, a presidential platform uh last last election they didn't even have one and uh you know, I, I, I remember years ago, uh, Henry Hyde, uh, who was a prominent uh, senator uh, from Illinois, he had, he had made the statement that nobody cares about the platform. He, he told a bunch of reporters that just because he was writing the platform that year and he kind of felt like he got burned. I think he didn't want to have to do that job because who reads the presidential platform? Who, who reads the Democratic platform or the Republican platform? Uh, and that was back in the 90s. So um, so anyways, the Republicans just decided to fucking skip it last uh, the last election, and they lost. So maybe there is something to it. So Rick Scott, uh, who is former uh, governor of, um, of Florida, he came out of the gate, and he is offering a 10-point plan for America. Which is uh, which is kind of interesting because it was is also rejected out of hand by Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell is kind of a, a crafty crafty guy, and he's uh, he's one of those architects that's saying, "Hey, we shouldn't have a platform because if we if we say what we want to do, people could criticize it, and that would be 
that's dangerous. So Rick's got, uh, well, anyways, he, he announced his 10-point plan. And it, uh, it was an interesting Republican platform because it was basically less service and more taxes for everybody. Uh, he, he's saying that everybody should pay taxes. Right now, if you're, if you're poor, you know, essentially, you don't have to pay taxes. If you're under a certain income level and you're not someone's dependent, no taxes for you. And, uh, and Rick Scott says the problem with the government right now is that the, uh, the impoverished uh, people in the country are not paying enough. And then he also wants to have a five-year moratorium on all, all government programs. So in five years, all programs end unless, uh, unless they, 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 you know, vote them to, to be extended. So, uh, kind of an interesting plan. Um, and, uh, uh, bold. It's a bold statement, uh, but uh, not not generally uh, what a Republican would advocate for in any way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, no taxes. I think Bush Senior, H.W. Uh, Bush uh, from the early '90s. He uh, he was uh, Mr. Read My Lips, No New Taxes, and then you know he he, he passed new taxes. He made him a one-term president. That that entire situation was made him one per term president. You know, it, it kind of makes you wonder, like, what what was going on with the Republicans? You know, uh, uh, you know, what is a Republican anymore? You know, th- there is no platform, so we don't really know the the whole idea of being fiscally conservative. That seems out the window, and uh, you know, no taxes is no longer a part of the platform either. So. McConnell um, signaled Rick Scott. He said, I'm in charge of the Senate, and I will put whatever I want on the floor. And maybe maybe none of these things in Rick Scott's package are going to make it to the floor. Thank you. Of course, the big news um, uh, this week was not about politics at all, but really about just war crimes and war and potentially World War III. I mean, what could be worse? You know, there there's always some horrible war atrocity happening somewhere in the world any given week uh, because we're humans and there's so there's a war somewhere on the globe but uh, when a military power that has a massive war arsenal of nuclear weapons like Russia invades a neighboring country and um, threatens uh, a massive military power like NATO and really the United States which is the other massive, nuclearly armed uh, power in the, on the globe boy that uh, that sounds like just about the worst news imaginable you know it, one thing you have to be appreciative of is that we're not yet at world war 3 um, but there's it just seems like it you know putin is uh, ready to go and uh, uh, if any most analysts say that you know poland's next now poland is in nato so if he invades poland that is World War Three officially. I think that would be um, an easy deduction to call that World War Three. So, where what what is going on? And that's exactly what the Freedom Convoy said after they launched in L.A. Uh, the this was a convoy that was supposed to go across the country, kind of mimicking the very unoriginally mimicking the uh, trucker protests in Quebec City. And uh, at the U.S.-Canada borders, these were Canadian truckers who were protesting their country's mask mandates. And so, uh, yeah, United States truckers decided, hey, we want to do this too. But, of course, they launched their convoy uh, 
pretty much when most states and, and the federal government uh, uh, were talking about lifting mask mandates anyways because uh, the uh, COVID rates were on their way down. But uh, So they launched their, their uh, trucker uh, convoy out of L.A., and when they got to their first stop in, in Las Vegas, they had about six trucks. So uh, it kind of petered out, and not, not really the, the action that they had up in, in Quebec, but uh, also... <laughs> And some of the trucks were, truckers were heard to say, well, man, this war in, in Ukraine was really poorly timed because yeah, the, the war broke out like just as they went on their truck. You know, these truckers up in, in Quebec and Canada, they were, they were front page news. They were getting lots of attention. They were getting donations. I mean, I think they made millions of dollars on a couple of platforms. Uh, and interestingly, uh, their their fundraising was blocked, I think, from uh, one of the major uh, fundraising uh uh, sites, so they had to kind of shift it around because you know not everybody's too excited about the fact that you know uh, truckers are blocking up uh, trade uh, and uh, and trucking. I mean, when you go to Lowe's and and there's you know six six toasters for sale instead of the twenty seven they usually have, you know it's you can see that you know you don't have to wonder you have to imagine you know when when truckers are like parked over the u.s border to canada why that might be but uh so anyways um one thing about the uh the trucker convoy is uh, 1978 called and they want uh cool convoy trucker convoys back because that's the year the last year when being a trucker was cool uh i think that uh and that's that's the only time it was cool and i i thought truckers were cool i was like nine and i thought uh, oh man uh, i want to be a trucker someday but you know of course i was a kid so at the end of the day we uh, have to tell the truckers to uh you know you know, put take off your Yankee Doodle dandy costume and go, go and drive to the border, pick up that load of uh, diapers and get to Target because uh, people need stuff, you know, and uh, and more than ever, it, it is kind of scary when when you're going to a major war like this where fuel prices are going up and um, and there's a lot of tension around the world. I mean, they, 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 there's something like two million plus people fleeing Ukraine right now uh, and. Uh, right now, the, the the globe is united as they always are when there's a major uh, war that breaks out. People are always really beautiful and generous when these things really just get started, uh, and uh, they really want to be generous and Christian and uh, really, you know just be good folks who want to help out and open their homes. And, and, and you hear a lot of reports about people in Poland that are taking in 30 people into their house from Ukraine. And the, even the people in the United States are, uh, for, you know, right now they're in Chicago. There's a, a brewer that's selling Putin's a dick mugs and they're expensive, but they've raised like $50,000 and all that all that money is going to help the refugees. The bigger problem here is that nobody expects uh, Putin to stop. You know, he's crazy. He's always been crazy. This is the guy that has been stealing elections around the world, including our own in 2016. You know, he, and, he, and again in 2020, he was active in, in, in that as well. You know, um, I think it's it's hilarious that, you know, you talk to people and when you, whenever you mention like Russian bot farms, their eyes glaze over like you're talking about UFOs or something like that. You know, it's like this abstract idea that um, nobody can really imagine that this is actually true, that there's guys being paid by the Russian government and their their whole job is just to make up 
stuff that makes people in other countries angry so that they fight with uh, people in their country and then and then uh, there is civil discord and but there is you know and uh, I remember one time years ago a friend of mine was posting from uh, you know he's from uh, Illinois like rural Illinois and so he was really uh, into this uh, Facebook group called flyover country and so he was posting all these um, these memes from there and a lot of more about you know kind of lost America type themes but then a lot of them were kind of like creeping in on Nazism and whatever and so I kind of told him like hey man are you a Nazi now what's going on you know but I think that you know it's pretty seductive and so I actually looked in on on um, flyover country and so um uh and uh, you know so the bio of the director of flyover country who had a strange strangely spelled like American sounding ish name, but it wasn't spelled. It was like, you know, it was like, a, you know, uh, Holland with a, with a, with an R in it somehow or something like that. Like, this isn't the way you spell that name. And, uh, and also, like, um, she said that, you know, she was from Seattle and then Detroit. And I thought, you know, Detroit might qualify as flyover country, but it's also a major industrial corridor. I don't think really most, and it's not really in the center of the country. It's in the northern, northeastern, and, you know, it, it's a Great Lake uh, area uh, capital. You know, it, it's obviously been struggling, but when you think of flyover country, um, that it's not Detroit, really, and it's certainly not Seattle. Seattle, the last time I checked, was on the West Coast, you know, uh, Illinois is the place that they're flying over when they're going from New York to Seattle. That's how they got the name flyover country. So anyways, I shot this lady an e email and I was asking her like, um, you know, what's, what are you guys doing? You know, what, <laughs> who are you? And can you give us a little more information about how you're funded? You know, where do you, where do you get your money from? You know, how do you, how do you develop your memes? Uh, what, what's the theory behind this? What kind of organization are you? And, uh, and so anyway, she didn't respond. And so then I respond and then I emailed again and then I gave her a deadline. I gave her a 24 hour deadline. And so, and then she responded in a very angry manner and said, like, I don't respond to crazy people who are just trying to stir up trouble. I am about, you know, helping people and open discord. And I thought, wow, okay. So this sounds fishy so anyways and then uh and then anyways i told my friend this and then he unfriended me so i didn't see any more memes from them anymore but uh and i and i lost a friend but he wasn't a very good friend so it was okay you know i was okay with it uh, i think you know, like i said i tell the truth you know like like if you start posting like nazi crap i'm gonna tell you like hey this stuff's kind of nazi you know this is a little uh I, coming off a little nazi right now i mean if your friends won't tell you that you're you're going Nazi, then who will? You know, I mean, I mean, obviously, like a stranger is not going to walk up to you and say, hey, "I think you're kind of a Nazi," you know, because usually that's you're going to get punched in the face because Nazis will punch you. That's uh, that's part of the whole that's the whole program, the Nazi thing, like the stormtrooper kind of ethic, where like, "Hey, we're going to kick your ass." So, I mean, I would never walk up to a stranger and say, "Hey, I think you're a Nazi," but a friend, I'll tell you, "Hey, I think you're a Nazi," and. And so anyways, he didn't appreciate it. And so I haven't talked to him since. But uh, anyways, uh, I did I did email um, uh, Flyover Country because I happened to, st I, I, I Googled it. I thought, I, you know, I wonder what happened to Flyover Country. So I Googled it recently and uh, and it's still there. 
and uh, it's it's different than it was during the election, but uh, still kind of like just a little off. It's not quite. I don't really buy it as American. I'm absolutely positive it's a bot. You know, it's this is some dude in Russia who claims to be a woman, who's who's posting all these just sort of Nazi-ish. Uh, it's Nazi light. You know, that's that's the whole approach it seems like with these Russian bots, and also with like the the alt right is like, yeah, we're not like the kind of Nazis that have like the drab brown uniforms and and with the you know the real Heil Hitler type things out in public. This is Nazi light. You know, it's just like it's kind of friendly Nazi. This is kind of Nazi that you might play tennis with or have a milkshake with. You know, uh, very much. You know, don't don't you don't have to worry about us. We're not going to come to your dinner party and uh, start. You know, uh, we'll tell some racist jokes, but it, you know, it's going to be it's going to be all right. We'll, we'll make nice with everybody because we really just want everybody to get comfortable with Nazis these days. Speaking of Nazis, um, Madge Green from uh, Georgia, the representative from Georgia. Uh, she goes by the name Marjorie Taylor Green, and uh, but I call her Madge. I just think uh, she strikes me as more of an ad Madge. She's like a, a you know just a regular lady. Uh, that's how she she posits herself. So I just it's Madge Green to me. She's just Madge. She uh, happened to speak at a Nazi rally in in Orlando, and that's and that's another thing that's happening today is there's Nazi rallies. So and and they're big enough that. That they're newsworthy, and uh, and a senator might show up and 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 speak at them, but anyway, she she went to the uh, the Nazi rally and and spoke, and then denied. At first, she said, "I didn't speak at a Nazi rally," and then everybody said, "Well, yeah, you did." So, Madge, I think you know it was a Nazi rally, and then you were talking there, and they were Heil Hitlering and. They also like did a Putin chant. So like, well, <laughs> well, in Chicago, uh, there's a brewery selling, and they're they're selling like crazy. Is Putin's Putin's a dick mug? So it, look it up. I mean, if someone is selling a Putin the, is a dick mug, I would recommend buying it because it's probably for charity. And even when it's not, it's really I think it's a good message for your children and everyone, especially when you're drinking beer. But uh, you know, so. But but Marjorie at the same time Madge I'm sorry Madge was talking at a Nazi rally where they were chanting Putin 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 you know my wife was asking me like why would they chant Putin you know and I said because Putin's white you know <laughs> and Russia's a white country and so they they like that that's what they're into they like white folks but it's it's interesting that like Putin's a white person and and he's invading the Ukraine now. I'm sure you've seen the videos. Ukraine's also a very white country, so you know it's uh, whites taking on whites. But apparently, apparently the uh, the white supremacist Nazis in Orlando they took a side and they picked Putin because you know he's violent. So that's I guess it's. But anyway, she denied that she uh, spoke at a Nazi rally. Then she denied that she knew it was a Nazi rally. She said she didn't know who Nick Fuentes is, who who pulled together this uh, this Nazi rally. Um, but uh, no joke here. But it's just again telling the truth. It's kind of <laughs> so. Uh, but uh, you know, there's a war. Uh, Putin's invading neighboring countries, and uh, Madge is out there uh, at rallies where people are chanting Putin's name. Um, uh, so, anyways, uh, if, if there is a nuclear war, you know, at least you could we can point at Madge and say, all right. This is your doing, all right? You're, you're at fault. Also in the news recently is uh, 
Trump was on an airplane uh, that was owned by one of his friends in uh, New Orleans. I guess he went to Mardi Gras. It sounds like he went to Mardi Gras. But, uh, and uh, they flew out to go back to uh, Florida, his, his home, because he's not president, by the way. But the uh, plane had to return to um, New Orleans for an emergency landing. Not huge news, unless you consider the fact that Trump recently, uh, was probably a day before um, this happened, had very publicly changed his uh, position about uh, the Russian invasion of uh, Crimea or Crimea and the Ukraine. So you kind of have to wonder um, if Vladimir Putin had decided that uh, he wasn't going to tolerate his little lapdog changing positions on him. Um, there's been a lot of speculation ever since Trump entered the uh, political arena about Geez, how long could a guy like this last? Um, uh, and uh, when when are people? When is some maniac gonna like Vladimir Putin gonna do something about his uh, his mouth? For an average bully like Vladimir Putin, getting a punch in the face is uh, just good politics. Uh, for somebody who steps out of line or speaks up against a bully, um, I was talking to a. Uh, 80-something-year-old staunch lifetime Republican who was kind of bemoaning some of Trump's larger gaffes and uh, the wall that he's been building at great expense, which I don't think anybody really ever thought he'd build. It sounded like a great talking point, uh, but uh, it's a great chant, build the wall, build the wall, build the wall, but no one actually thought we'd actually build a wall along that massive... It's like building a wall about... A fifth away around the world it's a massive swath of desert territory uh where people generally don't build things um but anyways uh, and she was saying you know and she kind of whispered to me she said i didn't actually think you know i thought he'd get assassinated i, I thought someone would shoot him this is a church going you know christian lady um so she <laughs> i think she was a little stunned by her own candor as well on the topic but Let's face it, you know, um, I think a lot of people thought when Trump got elected that he, he wouldn't finish his first term. This is Donald Trump. He's president of the United States. Something's going to happen, you know. So when you hear about, uh, you know, an innocuous, innocuous news story like uh, Donald Trump uh, airplane needed to make a, uh emergency landing, you do have to wonder, like, gee, what? You know, he's he's a rich guy. He's a former president of the United States. He's got a secret service around him. Why can't couldn't they have a plane that worked? I've never I've been I fly all over the country. I've never been on a plane that had to turn around for emergency landing. That's pretty rare. Funny thing about Trump is like he seems to know uh, just like everybody else that uh, he's a got a huge target, you know, like he just walks around with this massive target on his back. Uh, I remember when there was those riots in Washington, D.C. and the you know the ladies with the pussy hats and the guys with the beanies uh, and they're um, chanting, you know, defund the police or um, whatever else, you know, uh, extreme left wing. <laughs> like Trump was down in his bunker. You know, he was in his bunker underneath the White House. Um, you know, you look at like uh, the war in, in uh, the Ukraine and uh, uh, the uh, the president there, Volodymyr Zelensky, 
uh, Zelensky, President Zelensky of the Ukraine, who was once a stand-up comedian. So you've got a little bit of a related backstory to Trump, who once did um, like World Wrestling Federation uh, wrestling uh, years ago. And he wasn't, he's a fat guy. He's always been a fat guy, but, you know, he was always pretending to be a rich guy uh, at, with uh, McMahon and, and they would yell at each other and then they'd have the wrestlers fight or something like that. So he's actually in the WWF Hall of Fame. I don't know if a lot of people know that about Trump. He's, uh, he's, uh, and then of course the, uh, with the uh, Apprentice, you know, he's big, big uh, TV show celebrity. It was a hit show. I watched season one of The Apprentice. It was terrible, but I watched it. It was kind of interesting. And by the way, I think a lot of people speculate that the reason Trump even ran for president is because um, Barack Obama, when he was president, insulted him and made fun of him for his show The Apprentice and was talking about how, like, oh, you know, making the big calls, like, when to fire Gary Busey, you know? (laughs) You know, and... uh, you could see his face at that event. You know, he just seemed really, really... I mean, I think that was um, Amorosa, Amorosa, who has a uh, unintelligible last name. I won't even try to present uh, to... Uh, uh, but she was uh, on season one, and she was the villain. And now she's... It, it's no surprise, like, the meanest, meanest person on season one of The Apprentice becomes his cultural secretary, which is interesting. You know, she... <laughs> but anyways... Uh, she was probably the big, biggest celebrity that came out of the show, and so he hired her for uh, to work in the world. But she speculated that that was the moment that that Trump decided to run for president. She, he just wanted to shaft uh, Obama. You know, he decided, "Oh, fucking Obama! I'm gonna like run for president, win presidency, and undo all of your programs, and then fuck you for making fun of the Apprentice." And really, you do have to laud. Um, Trump for that. I mean, having a hit show like The Apprentice is it, it's doing something. It's because uh, it's really wasn't a great show, but uh, to have something that was successful like that that isn't an accomplishment. But anyways, you know, like when there was these uh, pussy hat wearing with ladies and beanie wearing guys with goatees in Washington D.C. chanting about Black Lives Matter, Trump was literally in the you know nuclear bomb resistant bunker underneath the white house which is incredible you know like these these guys uh would never own a gun you know how how could you be so afraid of this group of activists uh that you'd have to hide in a bunker meanwhile Zelensky is uh you know the the u.s offered him one uh one thing when the war started when russia invaded and that was do you need a ride out of the Ukraine? We can give you a, get you a jet plane there and we'll fly you to Germany or someplace safe like that. And then you'll be fine. And then we'll see how this rides out. And Zelensky refused. He said, you know, no way. And he walks around in, the, in a short sleeve t-shirt and in camos and looks pretty macho. Some of Trump's uh, former uh, staff members have joked that uh, it's kind of funny, like how much riffing there is on the former president among his staff members. But they've joked that, you know, Trump would never do that, you know, like <laughs> to, be, to be able to just like have a uh, an actual military approaching for you. Uh, Trump is visibly shaken by those sorts of uh, confrontational scenarios. But maybe the, there's some reason in uh, that nervousness about uh, violent attack, military attack, assassination attempts. I mean, he's got to know. He's been Donald Trump his entire life, you know, and he's got to know that, you know, 
people want to punch him in the face. You know, he has got a big mouth. He makes fun of uh, disabled people and women uh, commonly. Any, anybody that you're not supposed to be making fun of, that guy will make fun of. You know, like he punches down a lot. And, uh, you know, I went to high school. I know those guys get punched in the face a lot, you know. Uh, and uh, so he's got to be worried that there's some uh, uh, fist heading his way. Um, of some sort. And I think when you're president of the United States, uh, the fist is generally, uh, you know, a bomb of some sort. <laughs> so we have to get, you know, so anyways, he was on a plane in uh, New Orleans and this was a borrowed plane because uh, the Trump jet is decommissioned right now. And he denies that it's decommissioned. He's issued statements that his plane is perfectly fine. It's just getting serviced right now because he thought he'd be president for another four years. And so, um, but anyways, it's not working. Everybody agrees he's not flying around on the Trump jet, which was a big part of his campaign uh, as a prop, you know, show him as a big, strong, rich guy. Jets are extremely expensive. And so um, you do have to kind of wonder if, uh, you know, Trump always, he's always been rich. He's been rich since he was born. His dad was a billionaire and has left him uh, largely all the wealth he has today. But he's always been wealthy and, uh, you know, he's always had cash flow problems. This is a guy that's always been cash poor. You know, he's one of those rich guys who just never has any money. He's always being sued. He's generally just going into or coming out of bankruptcy. And all of this is just completely normal for him. You know, it's all good. Just good. You, know, you ask him, like, why did you go bankrupt? Oh, it was a great deal. I made a lot of money off of it. Oh, why did you have to, you know, shutter the, uh, the massive Taj Mahal casino? in Atlantic City, which basically destroyed the town. Atlanta City is still a shithole uh, as a result of uh, of that failed casino. Um, he, he basically ruined an entire city in, in the United States of America before trying to ruin the United States, I think. And, uh, you know, yes, why did you do that? Why did you declare bankruptcy? Why did you shut down the casino? Oh, it was a great deal. I made a lot of money. And I think ultimately that's what he'll say about being president as well because you know, he, he keeps hinting that he's going to run for president again. Some of those guys say, you know, like Cohen and um, Scaramucci both say that they don't think he's going to run for president anymore because uh, he doesn't really need to. He's made so much money off of it. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but when you have a political action committee like he does, a very successful one, um, and he's, he's raised, you know, I think over $200 million, that money is essentially his. You know, if he when he retires, he gets that money. That's his money. Uh, there aren't uh, he. There are, are restrictions on how he can use that money if he's running for president, and that's why um, it, it, the fact that he only like just dangles little hints that he might run for president. Uh, it, it, that's the way he does it. He doesn't say I, I'm going to run for twenty for president in 2024, because if he did that, then there would be a lot of restrictions on how he could raise the money. Now that he's not a candidate, he's not officially a candidate, he can say whatever he wants and raise all kinds of money, and he can get as much money as he wants. It's a big cash grab. And so uh, when he doesn't run, or if he does run in 2024 and loses, people will say, oh, you ran in 2024 and you lost. How do you feel about that? You say, it was a great deal. I made a lot of money. I mean, really, to think it's an, unima it's an unimaginable sum of cash that he's taken from a lot of times just really regular folk, you know, people sending in uh, small checks. Uh, you know, who who would loan, send money to Trump to fight his legal battles? That's what you know. A lot of people think, "Well, I'm sending money to Trump to fight his legal battles." He's a 
billionaire, right? Isn't he? Isn't he a billionaire? I isn't that what we think he he's worth? I mean, there's a lot of speculation that he's not really worth that much money, but he's he's rich. He's definitely rich. Um, is he one of the richest people in the world? Who knows? You know, <laughs> there's really no way of knowing. He's always been rich. He's been rich his entire life. He's born rich, and uh, and it, interestingly, I mean, his older brother basically committed suicide with alcoholism. The Fred Trump Jr., which is his father's name, and and I think Fred Trump Jr. was supposed to inherit everything, but uh, Donald maybe drove him crazy, uh, and uh, <laughs> and so now he got everything, and uh, and so uh, uh, and he's the. Uh, he runs the family. Donald Trump uh, is uh, he is the inheritor of Fred Trump's legacy. Fred Trump once famously, uh, when when the Taj Mahal Casino in Atlantic City, which I mentioned earlier, was going south, and uh, and they're trying to prop it up. Fred Trump went in and bought like uh, four million dollars in chips or something like that, two million dollars in chips, and then uh, put them in his purse or whatever he was carrying around, and then just left. Um, he never never played a hand of poker or and never returned the chips. He just kept these novelty chips, and uh, it was, basically was a big loan for the Taj Mahal. That Donald probably called his dad and said, "Hey, I've run out of cash over here. Uh, you know, regulators are circling." And so, you know, so dad just grabbed you know the uh, two million dollars he had laying around and went in there and bought some chips that he wanted to give away as birthday presents or something like that. Um, probably could have got him cheaper at Walmart, but he that's not how they did it. Obviously, it was just a loan to support this Taj Mahal. So anyways, it does, but this 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 uh, emergency landing for the airplane, this was not his jet. Trump Trump's jet is in um, in service right now, apparently, or at, at, at least, or maybe he sold it and he's not going to tell anybody. But uh, he's, uh, he's, he's servicing his airplane, so he was on a loaned jet which is a weird thing that apparently rich people have. Like you can just say, Hey man, can I borrow your jet? And then it's going to be, Oh man, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to Cleveland next week. But after that, yeah, I can let you use my jet. And, uh, so that's a, that's a thing that happens, uh, if you're a billionaire and or the son and daughter of a billionaire. Um, so anyways, he got in this jet, it's not his. And then suddenly they have to make an, an emergency landing. Um, uh, you have to wonder what happened. What, what, why did the jet have to make an emergency landing? Will we ever know what happened? Probably not. I think the Secret Service would, would clamp down on that information. I'm sure the Secret Service would not like that. I'm even speculating on this. Uh, I do have one bit of good news uh, in this show that is about bad news, and that is there is a motion to, uh, there's a, you know, the Senate has passed legislation to get rid of non-daylight savings time. So in this, this is, I think, Marco Rubio is uh, the one that has passed this legislation, and the the concept is, you know, how we have to change the clocks twice a year, it and it's horrible. You know, we said it, it's fall back, it goes back an hour in the fall, and then we spring ahead in the spring, and uh, all the data on it is bad. You know, the the day after both of these time changes, especially the one in the spring, car crashes go up. You know people um illnesses uh surge you know people get sick uh it's not good to fuck with people's sleep schedule but anyway so we've been doing this for decades and honestly i've heard a million reasons why we do it and when i was a kid people used to say that the they changed through the chime chains because they don't want people they don't want children standing out 
at the uh, bus stop to get picked up by the yellow school bus uh, in the dark. And so they changed the time around to make sure that there's always daylight available when kids are waiting for the school bus. And then another common uh, reason for it, they, people will say, is because farming. And I've never understood what, <laughs> what would, how, I don't, you know, if you know, please email me and let me know the logic behind farming being the reason that that we have the time change. Anyways, Marco Rubio has find, said, finally said, enough is enough. Time change, I don't, maybe there's a reason why we started doing this. We don't know why we do it anymore. <laughs> People make up reasons why we do it. It's just something we've done for a long time. And so he's passed legislation. It's not a law yet. It has to pass the, uh, I think it passed in the House and now it has to pass the Senate or maybe one or the other. Anyways, so it's not passed 100%, but uh, we'll see, I guess. In, 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 uh, and instead of going back to just regular time, he, he proposes changing everything to daylight savings time. So we won't, we won't, we'll never have normal time anymore, which is uh, the majority of the year is normal time. Uh, but in the winter, we go into daylight savings time. Well, he's saying, let's just go daylight savings time all year round so that we have more time of daylight after work. Well, it'll be weird because we'll constantly be sta saving daylight. Uh, so that's the thing, you know, but, but never go, we'll never have normal time again. Like, uh, I don't know, could that create a, a rift in the universe or something like that? What happens when you go to daylight savings time 100%? Are you really saving time anymore? I don't, anyways. So uh, that's a stupid joke. Um, this has been Bad Actions. My name is Thomas Mack.